Hello and welcome to Brian Connect. This podcast has been developed to connect you, the listener, to Brian Middle School in Elmhurst District 205, a school district who is a national leader in future-ready learning. I'm your host, Jason Crockett, the assistant principal at Brian Middle School. This year, our theme at Brian is being connected. So we will continue to connect you, the listener, to our school through a number of ways, such as our joy, through our professional learning, how we support our students, how we deliver strong instruction, and much, much more. Today, episode three, we're going to be talking to two amazing teachers at Bryan Middle School about Project Lead the Way, Ms. Emily Wittick and Mr. Joe Fowler. So welcome. How are you two doing today? Great. So happy to be here. Yes, thanks for inviting us. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, today we're going to kind of talk about Project Lead the Way, uh, what some students are doing in the classroom, how uh, the teaching uh, is going, and then trying to connect that with our, our, our three C's that we're really focusing on in the district this year. Uh, before we kind of dive into Project Lead the Way, uh, maybe one of you want to take the lead and kind of give us a little background about you, some things you like, and what brings your joy? Sure, absolutely. Uh, this is my 22nd year, hard to believe, here at Bryan Middle School. I've taught 8th uh, grade science, social studies, math. I've also done 7th grade science, social studies. Oh yes, I've been here for a long, long time. I've also been a past team leader and I currently am a coach. I coach uh, cross country, 7th grade boys basketball, and track. Some things that I like is learning, lifelong learner. I can't believe everything that's still out there that I still want to know. Uh, currently, I'm learning how to code a little bit better. And then, believe it or not, my new roommate here at Brian Mills School, Mr. <laughs> Sanderson, I'm enjoying watching him in the wood shop. Can't wait to do some of the projects with him. And probably my biggest joy about Brian Middle School is just being able to work in this community. Elmhurst is absolutely fabulous. Since 1997, when I've been here to today, it has just been so supportive and so helpful in really educating tomorrow's leaders. Joe, again, I've all, this is like my, my third plus year here at Bryan. I've, I've known you. I've, I've seen you in action. I see how you are with those kids, uh, whether it's on the basketball court or in the classroom. Um, you know, there are a lot of kids that, that look up to you. You are a, a great teacher. Uh, you're a great role model for them. Uh, and again, Brian Elmhurst, I think, is lucky to have you. Um, and again, you've been here a while, and we also have some one that's new that's been here for yeah. uh, maybe a month or so. Uh, Ms. Wittick, you want to maybe tell us a little about yourself? Of course. Yeah, my experience uh, is a little bit different than uh, Mr. Fowler's over here. This is only my second year teaching. Um, I come from my first year, did eighth grade science and social studies in Wheaton, and now I'm doing seventh grade science and Project Lead the Way. And I'm really excited to be here. One of the things I'm looking forward to possibly participating in is Science Olympiad. I think that would be really Very fun cool. to get involved with. And uh -huh. uh, I just did outdoor ed with my seventh graders, and that's been a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to participating more in this wonderful school. Uh, something interesting about me is a little known fact. I'm a rapper. Not a good one, but uh, <laughs> I like to do some uh, educational raps on the side. And I, some of my other interests uh things i like i like 
to ride my bike and cook, mm-hmm. two things that I'm also not the best at, but it's all about having fun, right? So uh, I do that in my free time, and then a joy that I have experienced at BMS, so not to copy Joe per se, mm-hmm. but it's very cheesy, the community, definitely uh, have experienced a lot of friendly, helpful, and caring individuals here, and that's reflected in the teachers, our support staff, and definitely the parents and students as well. I'm always blown away by the kindness that our students radiate. So I'm really excited to be here and happy to be a part of the Project Lead the Way program piloting it this year. Great. Again, it's kind of interesting too that both of you are doing Project Lead the Way. You know, Joe, since I've been here, you've been in seventh grade. You know, Emily, you, you're doing some seventh grade science uh, and you guys are both doing the Project Lead the Way. Uh, it, it's a pretty cool experience. So uh, again, glad to have you guys here today. Uh, and again, like the main focus, I, I really wanted our listeners to kind of hear about Project Lead the Way, what it's looking like here at Bryan. Uh, and again, this is kind of brand new. Um, you know, maybe could, you know, Joe, you want to share a little bit about why, what made you want to kind of jump ship from teaching your science uh, to this project, this new course, this new endeavor here in District 205? Sure. One of my favorite things to do in science class were hands-on activities. And even last year with uh, the acceleration program that we introduced, uh, we ended up uh, doing STEM-related activities such as pasta bridges, mousetrap cars, and it's just sort of this open-endedness for students to kind of come up and problem-solve a situation that they're given. And from that particular point, it's really student-driven. Mm-hmm. It's not teacher-led. I'm not up there in the front of the classroom saying, rah, 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 this, memorize that. It's really teaching students how to think, mm-hmm. how to problem-solve, and eventually, with the little things that we have taught them, solve a problem. Have you have you seen, I know you've already kind of started a little bit, have you seen that thought process, or we still have to coach them up on, on how to critically think or collaborate amongst their peers? Well, with Project Lead the Way, we do kind of start with um, this more activity-driven, so mm-hmm. it's very teacher kind of is giving them information, background information. Then they're learning how to apply it. So eventually we're going to get there where it's pretty much, here's a problem. Here are all the tools that you already have. Let's go out and let's grab it by the horns and solve our problem. Which again is a lot different than the typical, uh, you know, schooling that I think some of us think about. You know, there's a there's a problem or a question. Boom, we find the answer and there it is. This this is really kind of more creative. And uh, Miss Whitick, maybe you want to yeah. share what what were your thoughts like? You see this job posting for Project Lead the Way at Bryan Middle School. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts? What was Project Lead the Way? And what are your initial thoughts as you've kind of been diving in a little bit of the past few weeks? Sure. I had heard about Project Lead the Way and its connections to STEM. And I, similar to Joe, I really like the idea that it's really relevant to what employers are looking for now, those collaboration skills. And we're really trying to prepare students for jobs that don't even exist yet. And so in order to get students prepared, we kind of have to pull them out of their comfort zones and make them critical thinkers, thinking for themselves and thinking of solutions that are outside of the box. And so one thing I really liked about Project Lead the Way that, you know, I love science as well for those hands-on reasons, but in Project Lead the Way, there isn't one right answer. You have Mm -hmm. a bunch of different approaches and a bunch of different solutions. And so they're getting those skills and approaching it from a different headspace and they really have to have a growth mindset it they're going to fail and that's okay and so they're making mistakes and learning how to take those mistakes revise them and turn it into an even better solution than they had envisioned in the first place so I really like that idea that we're teaching kids these skills that they can apply in their futures 
Speaking of that learning, you guys also had to do some learning too because uh, this was not taught, Joe, when you were in college or Miss Whitted when you guys were in college. Like, this is how you teach Project Lead the Way. So, you guys actually uh, were gone for like a week or so this summer, right? I'll make that two. Two Two weeks. weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Tell our our thousands of listeners out there uh, (laughs) your two weeks of training just briefly, but I think it's interesting. Go ahead. All right. Uh, you know, we had to go down to, well, I went to University of Illinois, uh, Urbana-Champaign. Uh-huh. So I spent a week in June and then another week in July because for each course, we teach two here at Bryan, you have to go for the week. Uh, in order to teach the curriculum, you literally have to earn a certificate in it. So that's why we headed down there, went uh, the first time I had really nobody I knew, so it was You guys great. have certification? You have your, your certificate? Is it in a plaque? You guys have it all <laughs> up? All hanging in my office. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then um, it was, I ended up, uh, what do we expect to learn at that conference mm-hmm. was, it was, holy cow, taking the whole entire course and piling it into five days. Wow. So we were just immersed, dropped into it, Work through all the different projects that the students would, had to have our own sort of growth mindset, grit on trying to work mm-hmm. through things. And trust me, we had homework. I was up till 1130 some nights finishing up. Did you guys have a chance to work together or were you guys, did you have to kind of jump in and, and be with all these couple, couple different teachers and future Project Lead the Way teachers and learning these projects and these homework assignments? We did our training for the design and modeling course separately. So Joe okay. went down to U of I in Uh, June to do that and then I went to UIC in Chicago to do that and then we were able to go to the conference for um, innovators and makers computer science Mm -hmm. in um, July together so that was awesome we actually had some other people from district 205 at some other schools who were there with us so we were able to really collaborate and um, firsthand really think about what this is going to look like in our schools. That was really nice that we were able to go to that one training together and get some bonding time as well and bounce ideas off of each other. That collaboration piece we noticed between us was important and we know just how important that is going to be for our students as well. What was that wonderful Tex-Mex place we went to? Oh yeah, we went to uh, Mays. So if you're ever in Champaign. Shout out to Mays in Champaign, (laughs) Illinois. Some good tacos. My stomping grounds. Went to U of I, so I had to show Joe around a little bit. Yeah, the pizza didn't compete with what no. we have around here in the <laughs> Chicago land area, but nonetheless. And then the Joe, text actually, he went on a scavenger hunt around finding some really cool things about engineering. So yeah, it was got fun. his steps in. Yep, got my <laughs> steps campus. in. So we'll even though you're kind steps. of back at school and, and working hard and putting that extra time, it, it still seemed like you guys found some time to uh, do some things on your own and with each other and, and kind of interact with others. And I do got to say, even though though this was you know a training and a lot of people don't like to put in extra time mm-hmm. every day I woke up I was excited to be there and so that made me feel confident that these students are going to be excited to go to class because there was no day where I was dreading going to class even though it was going to be an eight to five day I was always excited to see what new things we were going to do speaking of a typical day and talking about our kids you want to maybe describe, uh, you guys can kind of bounce off each other, but in a typical day in your 40-some minutes that you guys have with those students, what does it look like in the class? You know, what, how is the class set up? What are the dynamics of the class? And, and again, who's kind of taking the lead and, and what are, what's on the students and what's, what is the teacher doing and, and what is the kind of the end result every day? I think in the beginning of each sort of lesson that we have, mm-hmm. and a lesson, by the way, is not one day, it takes 
five days, 10 days, 15 days. So it's a lot longer. So in the beginning, it's a lot of the students are getting little tips from us. They're trying little things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like work with us, break apart, work with us. But for example, today I had three minutes of announcements. Mm -hmm. I had two minutes of suggestions and then away they worked collaboratively with their partner for class. Wow. Would you say the same thing, or do you want to give yeah, us an example? Yeah, I would say our role is more that of a facilitator. So kind of what Joe said, we'll give a little bit of instruction. Maybe this is your task, your goal for today. Here are some suggestions, or here are your requirements that you have to satisfy your criteria constraints. And then you're off on your own, see me if you need help. But I think we really try to stress that they work with each other first. They ask each other questions before coming to us. And it's really cool to see them you know, take on their own learning and be accountable for themselves and, and really try and push without our guidance. We, we try to be as little as possible mm -hmm. and, and see what they come up with because it is about that creativity. So kind of like your, your teaching perspective, you know, uh, you, both of you have taught science or math uh, in that typical classroom setting. How is that ch a challenge or was it a challenge? Is it a challenge or is it different? Is it more relaxed? Are you more stressed out because it's more on the kids? And then kind of part two of that question is, what about with the kids? Like, again, this is a different type of format. The, the class is, you know, it's not, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and we're gonna have the answer, and we're gonna go over those questions the next day. Like, this is an ongoing process of always building onto it. Uh, so maybe do one of you maybe wanna talk maybe more about the teacher point of view, and then the other one maybe talk more about the student point of view. So from a teaching perspective, we follow a model APB, and Joe can get into this a little bit too, but it's definitely a different process than maybe what I've been used to with mm -hmm. teaching in science where we kind of start with activities and then we present them with um, some problems and then, or is it projects than mm -hmm. problem, right? Yes. APB. So mm -hmm. it should be APP if you're going uh, for some alliteration <laughs> there or um, the correct lettering. But basically they'll start with the activities and mm -hmm. use their skills and then those skills will, will lend themselves into projects that they do and, and then they're going to be solving a, a problem. So um, these these students are is a different way of teaching because you're having them spend a lot of time forefront developing these skills and then later on they're going to apply them and progress in their skill level and so from I think even as a student that might be a little stressful just because it's not what they're used to at mm -hmm. first and they don't always see um, what the point of doing that particular maybe activity is but then I think it comes full circle because they see how those skills because they're not, they're, it's not necessarily like figuring out the answer, but it's working on that skill because that skill later and, is going to yeah. help them right. piece Right, and I really together. like it too because in some classes you might think like, okay, here's the answer, we're done with that activity, we're not coming back to it. But this, the activities, the skills that they develop, they keep coming back to it. So for example, we were working with dimensioning, mm -hmm. they may struggle with it and be like, okay, now we're done with that. No, it's going to keep coming back, and that's a skill you've developed for a reason. It's going to keep appearing. So the APB model is something as a teacher and a student that I think is challenging but also rewarding because of how good at the skills they become and how relevant they are later on. Great. Thank you. Yeah, you can see that kids sometimes get a little frustrated because they want that answer right there, and it just doesn't happen magically. Mm -hmm. For uh, CSIM, which is the Computer Science Innovator and Makers, we're working on coding and we're working right now, we're learning how to use different input sensors. And so the kids are basically, we're learning how to make readings, how it works, analog mm -hmm. versus digital. But then can you take the program that you just built 
and use a program that maybe we built a few days ago, can you kind of merge them together and wow. make the program now, hey, when you push down on the pressure, pressure sensor, can you get that smiley face? Mm-hmm. And if you take your finger off, can you sit there and just get a dotted line and then just to continue to work? And the kids are not given the answer. They have different bits and pieces, right. but they're getting it. And then they look at me sometimes and go, what's the answer? And I'm like, I'm not sure. Let's put that <laughs> together. And that's, and that's okay. the honest truth, though. That's the honest truth. It, we don't yeah. have all the answers. Right. Emily would admit that mm-hmm. to you straight up. And that's how at our course that they said, you, you don't know. You know, it's just. So then, are are you right there in the trenches with them, like trying to figure it out yourself, or are you burning the midnight oil at nighttime trying to work these out on your own at home, or are you kind of helping the students, or are you watching how 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 that blossoms in front of them? Or it's a mixture of things. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, right now, I have one that's burning, so I've been working outside <laughs> of class on it, and uh, I've been trying to reach out. We have with Project Lead the Way. There's this great community where uh, set up within the Project Lead the Way teacher site where you can ask questions. Questions and people are more than willing to awesome. share or help or give you ideas or even give you materials such as last a couple days ago I got a Kahoot as a review which you know I used to do in science class right uh, hey can I put bring that little magic that fun that little like gamification into class well heck now I can and right. I didn't have to work for it someone just gave it to me and I'm happy to share actually and speaking about Kahoot and kind of thinking about assessments again this is not like paper pencil like all right all right, everyone, single file rows, get up to number two pencil, you have 30 minutes, and your time begins now. This, that is not how they're being graded. That's not how they're being assessed, right? Not at all. No, not at all. Well, it's very much project-based, and working with that, we have a lot of uh, rubrics that we're using. And right now, you have to remember, we're, we're learning skills. It's right. really the very end of the course mm-hmm. is where we're going to see the growth. Mm-hmm. We're going to see how they've been able to apply. We're going to see how they've been able to communicate, um, collaborate, and critically think you know, with each other. Right. And again, I think that that's what's great about it is that, again, you, you're, you're always checking on their skills. And it's not like there's no grade right now. You're always assessing them. Like you said, you're using those rubrics. You're seeing where they're at on their skill level. Uh, but again, you're, you're hopefully that if they are, are reaching that skill that they should be at, at the end, they should be able to come together and, and complete this project. Uh, if you wouldn't mind maybe sharing what is kind of like the end of the term or end of the semester, what is the, the final project Anyone uh, share that out? Yeah, it's actually really cool because we are working on developing a therapeutic toy for a, we're calling them a client with cerebral palsy. So part of the beginning of the course, we had them do a quick design challenge of creating a foot orthosis for someone with cerebral palsy. So they had to do a little bit of understanding what cerebral palsy is and what the client needs. And so that was part of them developing that skill that they Mm -hmm. can now apply they get to be more creative now at the end. They're making a toy, so that can mean a lot of different things. At the beginning, we gave them a specific task, um, but now as we're working with um, a specific goal where they're making a therapeutic toy, they really get to engage with it, and a lot of the kids are asking, can we donate these to, you know. That is awesome. It's really cool. It's, it's exciting to see kids get really invested because it's relevant to them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they've known or seen someone who has cerebral palsy, and so they really have to think about the design process, and and they're going to have to define the problem. Okay, there's the problem where they, um, someone with cerebral palsy can't use a lot of the toys that are on the market. So how can we fix that problem? And then they're going to generate some concepts. What are some pos- 
possible solutions and then they'll you know build their prototype and test and evaluate it and if they encounter problems along the way the design process isn't linear you know they might encounter a problem and then go back to the previous step rethink it resolve and then you know eventually they'll be able to present a solution so they do this really cool thing where they're just constantly problem solving and critically thinking and again you know it's it's interesting too because you know i know my opinion on this and feel free to share but i mean do you think you you definitely spark some interest in in opening up some you know down the road career paths and in colleges and 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 kind of professions that they, some of these students might want to jump into have you even have they been saying any of that yet or have they been curious a little bit or have they not really kind of put that all together yet we already talked about um there's a show i think it's fixer upper with joanne uh-huh. Gaines and yeah. uh, chip and so they one of the things they do is they use one of the programs that we use which is SketchUp. yeah and we'll, we'll get into that later the students haven't started using it but as they're making designs and sketches you know i communicate why it's so important that they follow the rules because mm-hmm. you know a, designing as a universal language everyone needs to be under able to understand and so I see some of the kids faces light up when they're like oh I could do what they do on tv I want to be an interior designer I can do that like this is a skill that's going to help me in my future so some of them are already seeing how this might be an exciting thing or if they want to go into marketing this is giving them an idea of what they can do with uh, these skills that they develop. Awesome. You've been seeing stuff like that too. Well, within the CSIM course with the coding, you know, we do a lot of coding. You see them Mm -hmm. working around and what's cool about where, what we're doing is we're not only just, ah, we're coding for the heck of it. We really have a purpose. We sort of have that client that is asking, you know, Hey, this is what we're looking for. What could you produce for us? Mm -hmm. So again, very similar to the open-ended problem that they're going to have with the therapeutic toy and design and modeling. Uh, We in the computer science part have been working on learning the code. Mm -hmm. Then we've been working on inputs and eventually we're going to get to outputs. And then how can we put that all together to sort of pick a different, and here's the beauty of it, there's three projects in CSIM that they can choose from. They can sit there and choose some sort of wearable outdoor safety device that if they're outside at night, they're like, oh, hey, we see a little bit better. (laughs) Uh, They can also create an interactive art display that could be placed in a library or outside in a courtyard. And finally, they could create a device that dispenses objects for pets or family members such as senior citizens to help dispense different things there's a little variety oh you bet all your your learning styles are hit there and then also a lot of kids are making connections they're like oh i've seen kids do things like this on shark tank when they're presenting things so they're thinking of can i come up with something that i can maybe build one day so they're i was i was again i I think this is definitely churning the wheel i think you know we've just kind of dipped our toes in with Mm -hmm. project Greenway here at brian and i i think our 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 enrollments and these courses are going to go up i think kids are talking i think you know when you when you when they start developing these final projects i know we're going to share them out on social media and mississippi is going to put that in the newsletter and we're going to really promote this this class and what's been going on but i definitely think it's definitely stirring some interest wouldn't you agree Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Perfect. You know, I, the one thing I, I want to make sure we talk about, too, before we go um, is, is just, again, you know, this, I think, this course, this, this design and model and the CSI, I think they totally hit uh, those three strong C's that we're really focusing on this year here at Bryan Middle School and Elmhurst District 205. You know, I, from everything you're saying, collaboration, check. 
communication, check. Critical thinking, check, check. I, I mean, I, I think that's the, the other one, that, that piece that the answer is not always there. Um, but, you know, they have to work together. They have to churn through that. Uh, and again, you're, you're still checking those skills. You're using those rubrics. Um, you're using those matrices. Um, again, I, I think it's great. If, if any parents or students have any questions, can they reach out to you? This is your time to kind of throw your social media Twitter handle or wherever you, whatever social media platform you're on or email. Uh, can they reach out to you and, and check in with you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, email easily on the school site. And uh-huh. I'm also on Twitter at JoeFly301. JoeFly301. All right, I need to get on Twitter. That's what the school district keeps telling me. But for now, on my school website, I try to keep some updates with Project Lead the Way. So you can go to my Miss Wittick website, and there will be some updates there under PLTW. Again, if there's any schools out there or that are, that are thinking about starting this soon or you have some questions, I think you can reach out to anyone here in Elmer's 205. I think you have two amazing staff members here at Bryan that are more than happy to share their knowledge with you. Uh, and again, I, I, I'm excited to see what the students come up with here towards the end and these, these therapeutic toys uh, and also those couple different choices that they have in the CSI course um would you mind maybe we circle back maybe like in january like after the semester ends uh we can maybe bring in a few students maybe a couple from each of your classes and then kind of talk about that process Uh, because i think hearing from the student point of view kind of day one what is this class i've heard them talk about it there's some information on the website to then that finished product in december i think I, i think they would be able to express their growth in that class too wouldn't you guys agree I spot them. So absolutely their point of view and what they think is so very important. Well, again, before we exit here, do you guys have any final thoughts about Project Lead the Way, about Bryan Middle School, anything you want to share with our thousands and thousands (laughs) of listeners out there? Well, hopefully you'll have us back next fall because Project Lead the Way is continuing to grow. This is just the first step. Mm -hmm. This year, all students in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade are getting it. Next year, our 7th graders will be entitled to take some different Project Lead the Way courses For example, um, we're looking right now into medical detectives, so Mm -hmm. looking more at a a career pathway into medicine. Think of CSI a little bit there. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. it looks like a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, Eventually then maybe a little bit more computer science with app creators so the students would, again, continue to build on their coding knowledge using those same sort of blocks, but now really creating apps that could eventually someday end up on uh, the Apple Store. Well, again, there's always uh, that saying, right? There's an app for that, right? Yeah. If you, you have a problem, you don't know what to do, there's an app for that. And mm-hmm. that's what we do. And, and again, this is the future of where things are going in our society. So again, building this early on with our students is going to help them down the road. And then hopefully by the time our current sixth graders go through it in seventh grade, in eighth grade, they'll have the opportunity to be in automation and robotics, which from what I hear is absolutely the coolest Project Lead the Way course out there. And again, you, I know you, unfortunately, all of you at home can't see this, but these teachers have been smiling this entire time here. Uh, it's not nerves. I mean, they are loving what they're doing. They enjoy uh, working with the students. And again, I think it's, it's a challenge because, again, you don't know that answer and you don't have that answer for that student. Uh, but they're, they're wanting to learn. They're, they're, they're excited about this. Uh, and again, they are smiling ear to ear about this. Ms. Wittick, do you have any final thoughts? Oh, yeah, I'm just really 
glad that our district is piloting this program this year and I'm really happy to be a part of it. It's been so much fun. It's been a lot of work, but I definitely see the payoff coming through and I think you guys will see that with what the students end up producing in the end. Well, again, I'd like to thank both of you for being here today, Ms. Emily Wittick and Mr. Joe Fowler. Again, Brian Connect will continue to bring you more episodes so that you can be connected uh, through our joy, our professional learning, how we support our students, and how we deliver strong instruction, and much, much more. Remember, you can follow Brian Middle School on Twitter at BrianD205 or hashtag Connect2BMS. You can also follow me, Jason Crockett, at the Mr. Crockett. Again, I thank you for listening. We hope you have an amazing day.